Wow. Hello and welcome, you absolute bunch of sexy legends. Welcome to the very first episode of the Basin Podcast. I'm the host, Cade. I'm the Cade from CadeTurner.com. I launched my website in 2018 and it is a bass guitar slash life channel. And the reason I launched this project was there are multiple reasons, but what you can take from this, and that's a guarantee, is that I've made an oath or a transparent uh, pact, I don't know, <laughs> with myself since day one. I never wanted to bullshit with the smoke and mirrors. I always wanted to be open and discuss how hard it's been. And it's been a journey. And this is the start of a series of stories about what I went through to create this and what sort of journey it's been, things I've encountered, challenges I've had, successes I've had, who I've met, where it's taken me, you name it. So strap yourself in, grab a beer, enjoy the walk, enjoy the drive, enjoy the gym, enjoy laying in bed, wherever you are. I hope you really can immerse yourself for the next 40 minutes or so, however long we go for, into something that I've absolutely put my whole heart and soul into creating. So let's get into it. Who am I? I'm Cade. I'm a 39-year-old male from the basin in the Dandenong Ranges in Australia. I grew up in a small country town called Tarelgan, hence my, uh, some would say, bogan accent. <laughs> but as I tell people, it's the real deal. You really can't fake this type of accent. So the reason I'm mentioning that is because I think people in smaller Australian country towns grow up a certain way, which is really cool because I would never change it and my experience from growing up the way I did was that people are genuine and what you see is what you get. There wasn't really much fake or acting or anything like that. You know, it wasn't all roses, but you know, whose life is. <laughs> so growing up there was amazing. It really helped me adapt and adopt, I should say, the life skills I needed in order to take on the world, to travel and to create this project all from ideas in my head. It's really, really driven by passion, pure, pure passion, hard work, dedication, resilience, hard times, good times, shit times, fucking epic times, you name it. It's been a whirlwind of a journey since I launched CadeTurner.com in December 2018. And the further I go down the road with it, the more I actually enjoy it. So I created my website for 
a personal quest, a personal test. I failed Australia, could potentially use a channel that is an all-round, not just base-specific channel, but that focuses on audio, mental health, physical health, and uh, musicianship, gigging, bands, life as a musician, basically how to sustain and continue moving through the journey that uh, being a musician is. And when it's up, it's up. And when it's down, it's down. So I couldn't be any more transparent about all of this if I tried. I am acting as a conduit, you know. I will take you in and out of my journeys because there's been a lot of them. There will be a lot more and there's a lot to discuss. But I will naturally be the conduit to deliver this message with the least amount of bias possible, which is super critical for me because I have stuck to my oath or my guns, so to speak, from from day one. So I hope my voice sounds good to you. I'm an audio nerd and I research the microphone I'm on through the internet and different engineers. I'm also using a mic preamp and a rack compressor. And those are made from a guy named Ross Giles who lives about 20 minutes from me. He makes uh, studio gear. He's an audio nerd, wizard, however you'd like to address it. And um, I really put the time into setting up my audio chain to make this voice get into your soul and be a pleasant experience. The world can get washed very easily with digital audio production. I'm still a bit of an old school fan. Um, I still like outboard audio gear. I really hope that my voice sounds good to you and that you want to keep listening to it (laughs) because uh, I've got a lot to say. And from day one, I often uh, joke with my friends and say, if I could get paid to talk, I'd probably do all right. So who knows? He's hoping and uh, and, uh, who knows? So that's about me. That's about the podcast, right? It is my first podcast. So I'm painting the picture for you guys, you know, speaking from all the experiences I've been through as well. So jumping back and forth, bear with me because it's all going to make sense. It's worth hanging around through these episodes because it's not often we get to look back in life and really reflect on what we've done. And the best thing about this project for me is it's been a journey of self-discovery, learning, uh, working on triggers, you know, being basically stripped back of everything you could possibly ever want to hide behind for whatever reason and just having it all laid out on the table. And this happened through a series of different motorbike and car accidents I've had, different bands I've been in, different tours I've been on, different people I've worked with in the industry, 
in the music industry, also different people I've worked with in the construction industry, which I have been in for, you know, 20 years now. Well, pretty much since I left school. So they're a bit chalk and cheese being a rigger and a musician, but I'm 39 years old and I've made it work so far. So, you know, <laughs> the stranger things have happened. My mum often says, um, sometimes, uh, truth is is stranger than fiction so she's a pretty wild world out there and i am just so fucking stoked to harness strategically <laughs> harness all of these stories so the first podcast as i've mentioned earlier is to paint the picture of who i am where i come from and how all of this came about and what I will be delivering through this series of the Basin podcast is different episodes on my experiences, uh, different interviews with audio engineers, interviews and discussions with different therapists um, that have helped me through rehabilitation programs from the multiple car and motorbike accidents I've had. For those uh, wondering, could it really be that bad? Well, it, it was. I did die a few times in 2013 and I was medevaced back to Australia in a Learjet with a mangled pelvis and hip on life support. So a lot of the therapists and surgeons said, I made a freak miracle recovery and that is a massive, massive motivation for me to really, really want to keep going and share these stories even more. So not only are you going to receive information about musical instruments, recording, video production, bands, gigging, playing, everything that I've obsessed over since I was a teen, you're also going to receive a lot of stories and information of real world situational experiences that I've lived through, gone through and survived, done the work and turned around what was an excruciatingly painful time into something quite positive that I was able to actually harness and change my life. So that out of the way, I started off in music as a kid. I vividly, vividly remember being 12 years old in Bali, a little island above Australia for anyone who doesn't know. And uh, I had a discman and I was listening to a band and I was visualising the drums and everything just fucking made sense. I had the sunset, I was sitting by the pool and I got lost in another world. And since then, I was just absolutely obsessed with rhythm. I would be drumming everywhere I went everywhere. I mean everywhere. Restaurants, dinner tables, you know, lying in bed, being at school, anywhere. And at 16, I broke my leg uh, pretty badly. I snapped my whole shin bone in half and I couldn't drum. So I picked up the bass and 
I remember seeing Flea as a teen and it just absolutely sent me bananas. I thought, I want to do that. That dude is incredible. This is exactly the sort of stuff I want to be doing. So that's a brief insight into how I actually got started playing bass. And uh, over the years, I've also had the similar passion for music as I have for psychology. And studying into that and working with different therapists is fascinating because they go hand in hand to me. And working with creatives, in my personal view, they tend to encounter similar experiences, whether that be a struggle, uh, holding down a stressful day job, uh, depression, anxiety, motivation issues, triggers, insecurities. And my experience working with people, if these things get the better of them and let them down, it's really detrimental and can be quite hard for them to come out of that and they need a specific type of assistance through that. If they can get through it, push through it and work with it, they can come out on top and be amazing. Uh, It's no secret that creatives and musicians go through similar, not all, but similar types of struggles. So that's always been close to my heart. And I think I've lived both worlds through being a musician and working in construction. It's really helped me see both sides of the coin and it's helped me survive in both sides of them, what I'd call you know, sometimes the dream world as a kid where you just want to be engulfed with music and and, and rescued by it <laughs> and uh, the money world with mortgage and bills and, and mouths to feed and responsibilities. So I think uh, discussing these things is good for me. I hope it's good for you. Either way, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And I've had nothing but success through starting this project. Now, is that luck? No, I don't think so. I've worked hard my whole life. Those that know me know that I'm very driven and very dedicated. I'm also quite sensitive. So I get up, I get down, I get hurt, I get frustrated. I go through very human emotions and I've kept going. I've had a lot of experiences that have made me want to quit, but I kept going. My dad had a tattoo on his arm that said, never give up. And I recently engraved a, uh, a Warwick base of mine with those words translated to Spanish. So every time I look at that bass or play it, it's it's really sacred to me. I just uh, released a Chili Peppers cover of Soul to Squeeze where I was sitting on my front lawn playing that thing. And um, yeah, I, I shouldn't say front lawn. It's more like a rocky Aussie bush garden. Anyway, um, it's very sacred. So that information to me, uh, you know, is sacred, that basis. And I've carried that message throughout this project 
uh, because sometimes you're on top of the world and sometimes you get down and you struggle and it's important in the times that you're up to allow yourself to come down. It's even more important in my view in the times that you're down to allow yourself to come back up and this can be easily forgotten. So if that resonates with anyone out there, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I couldn't be more transparent about that. It's a crazy journey, life, with its wonderful ups and downs. And what I'm bringing to you is something that I wanted more than I know how to put into words. I wanted this my whole life and I had to go on a massive fucking journey to set myself up to be in the position to be tucked away in my studio in the Dandenong Ranges with my own recording gear, recording myself to learn the audio, the lighting, the the production itself was a journey. So a huge thanks to Chris P. Mangoes who done my artwork for the Basin podcast. I nearly had a fucking teary when he sent it to me. I'm so bloody stoked with it. Me and the animals in the trees in the Basin called the Basin podcast. And uh, it just fit. Everything worked. And I'm so glad I waited. I probably am a little bit late on the bandwagon for podcasting. Um, maybe five years ago, this would have been nice for the reach level side of things, but I wasn't where I'm at now then. And where I'm at now is a place of being extremely comfortable in my own skin and extremely confident in delivering what I call an interesting journey through an entertaining way. Now, I don't necessarily have to act or try to do that. As I mentioned early on, what this is about for me is sharing all of this stuff. And, uh, you know, when I've needed help, especially when I was mangled abroad and didn't know if I was going to live or even walk again, I was cradled and picked up. And that was a beautiful thing. And I remember that every day of my life. Mary was the rescue angel's name. I won't say her surname, but um, I was cradled in life. I have been through a lot. That's just one example. You know, it's a pretty strong one, but I've been through a lot to help get me here. And uh, yeah, so on that note, most of my life-changing experiences have been through broken bones. But what I want to talk about now is how I started my first band, how I joined into it. So in Chiralgan, small country town, there was a road, had no street lights. It was a dirt road and there was one house up the very end of this road. This is every fucking part of this is so true. And uh, I would hear these guys jamming on a Friday night and I would ride my bike and just, I was too scared to ride up to the house. I was actually quite a shy kid and I would just hope and hope and hope and fucking wish 
that I could be a part of that band. And this was on, uh, you know, I hadn't really played much then, but I was so engulfed and infatuated. You could say I manifested it. I'm not really sure. I'm not qualified to comment on if that's a real thing. It might be. (laughs) And it may have very well have been. But all I ever wanted to do was join these guys and through a series of events, I actually ended up living in that house as a teen. My first girlfriend was the guitarist's sister and uh, we stayed together for a few years and every weekend through my teens in this house who was owned by a lady named Di, a lovely lady, Uh, we got to jam. So I spent my teen years, you could say, living the dream. You know, we'd play every weekend and for however long before they got neighbours in who made us build a fence and used to ring the bloody fucking cops on us all the time, which sucked, but we got to jam out, rock out. That's when I first got my PV bass amp that my father bought me from Stubbers, a uh, music shop in uh, in Cheralgan. <laughs> I think it was $1,500. Fucking hell, that was a fair bit back then. Thanks, Dad, if you ever could hear this. And uh, I had a, I still have it now, an Ernie Ball Music Man 2001 Sterling. And I remember tuning that down to C. And in my head, we were at fucking Wembley or you know, Rod Laver or somewhere massive. We were just at a big venue. The whole world stopped. It was all about us and just playing that fucking thing blew my head off. And the struggle I faced through my teen years was all I wanted to do was play. I didn't give a fuck about a day job. You know, I wasn't there yet. I didn't see the importance. I didn't care about societies in in a sense that I do now, which we need them. They're fantastic. You know, imagine life without doctors and hospitals and stuff. You would never want to. But uh, playing that thing was amazing. That's all that mattered to me. So I struggled hard through an early apprenticeship And the thing that got me through the day was going home and listening to Tool, you know, drumming away for fucking hours a night, uh, belting it out, listening to it at lunchtime. You know, all I thought about was music. So to be doing this over 20 years later with the same amount of passion, if not more, and seeing the results of hard work... I tell you guys, it's fucking awesome. I can't stress it any other way. Had a passion, had a gift, some would call it. I don't, I think I struggle a lot more than I'm gifted and uh, just kept going. So I want to thank uh, everyone that I've ever played with who's helped me on the journey, who's caused me resistance, who maybe we didn't get along or see eye to eye. Basically, I have nothing but appreciation for that whole journey. It's um, It's been really awesome, but that's a rough uh, background of um, 
you know, how I got into music and how this concept started. So, you know, that's me, how it happened, who I am, and uh, how it uh, roughly came about. Now, what can you expect from my podcast and my website? You are getting the best version of me. I work relentlessly on every piece of audio, every video, every post, anything that goes out, I can promise is the best that I can make it. Now, am I blessed with the passion of perfection sometimes? Is it a draining curse at times? It feels like it, you know, <clears throat> it really can. So uh, I've kept a standard from day one, stuck with it. And when I release content, music, video, you name it, all that matters to me is that it is perfect in my eyes. That's all that matters. So everything on my website, which has been an ongoing five-year journey to build up, Everything is as best as I know how to present it. Now, speaking of the website, I've just spent this weekend categorizing my videos into educational videos, tone videos, covers, custom Warwick Corvette videos, and my demos of the Warwick bases from Mark Newkirken, Kirshen, Mark Newkirshen. I never could say that right, fuck's sake. <laughs> Nico, you're probably going to laugh if you are listening to that. So will you, Patrick and Mon. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I categorised all of that, which was really cool. And reflecting on that made me understand how much I'd done. It's easy to th compare yourself and go, oh, fuck, I'm not as far as them or whatever. Slow down and uh, take a breath. Take some time to reflect, collect yourself, gather yourself and keep going. And that is an ongoing uh, journey for me. Um, you know, I've had uh, PTSD and been prone to anxiety and a really elevated, heightened nervous system. So I've worked hard, really fucking hard over the years to pull all that back in order to not lose my head. Now, some of the crazy challenges I started with my website um, that I faced, sorry, when I started my website were the fact that I had no fucking idea what I was doing. So a friend of mine, Stevie, she helped me lay out the first Squarespace um, prototype, I guess, the first the first blank layout. And then I got onto a graphic designer in Melbourne and we've been back and forth the last five years, actually more because we, we did a lot of work pre-launch in 2018. But we've been back and forth over everything. And the more I progress, I'm starting to lean into where my specific market is. I was never interested in just teaching people base working for the hour. I have uh, the passion for it, 
for the right students that want to learn and who go through or went through or are going through, sorry, the similar things that I did. And I was lucky to find good teachers throughout my period of um, of learning, which is still ongoing, mind you, it never goes away. But I really had to go out of my way to find them. There was an internet then. I had to drive there, sometimes drive an hour and a half for a half an hour lesson. But I was always so fucking passionate and driven to stay on track and to really just keep my playing at a level that I was happy with. And as a musician, it's a never-ending process. And where I have stayed consistent is that I never gave up. I can't stress this enough. I will say this a gazillion times throughout this series. I kept going. And that's where the result is. I mean... My end goal is to grow. There is no magical place where everything's okay and uh, nothing is ever going to bother me, you know. My goal was to keep this together and to grow and that's what's been happening. Now, what's really cool is I've had some really cool shares by Base the World who are a massive channel. Shout out to Gregor there because you're a fucking champ. You've always been good to me and you've been brutally honest. And sometimes I think, Jesus, man, that's pretty harsh, but I really do appreciate how honest you are, dude, because uh, you are really honest, which is good. Base Musician Mag have been really helpful and uh, Warwick bases in Germany have just been legends as well. What I experienced with them staying in their family home and doing the work for them early this year being 2023, it, it was just incredible. I learned about their wonderful factory and how they've sustained their living. <coughs> I learned about myself and I got to make some really cool videos and uh, take back my beautiful Warwick um, custom Corvette. For those of you that know me, you would have seen this in the Pantera clip or the Mammal um, clips on um, mine or Warwick's YouTube. So I've met some legendary people, had some great support and uh, one cool fucking story is I was out in Melbourne one night and some bartender come up to me and said, hey, I know you dude from YouTube. And he gave me free piss the whole night. And I thought, fuck yeah, that's as good as making it to me. If, uh, if that's what making it is, then happy days. But ultimately, I was just happy that he was stoked from the videos. But I think it was Colombian. And, uh, you know, seeing the word get out is really cool. Watching the hard work and reward is, um, is, is really bloody cool. Now, as I mentioned, this was just purely about me being a conduit. And when I started, the internet was massive, but it's just really changed the last few years. A lot of people are starting channels, creating content and, you know, really going to town. And some people are lucky enough to just, you know, change their life and that become their living. Um, so 
what I've noticed through that, I've seen people sustain and I've seen people burn out. And I would have hit burnout through my project if I didn't stay true to me. There's a gazillion videos I could have released. There's a hundred podcasts I could have uh, spoken on the last few years, but I had to move at my pace and which, which was true to me because, as I mentioned earlier, ultimately all that matters to me is that I'm putting stuff out that I enjoy, that I'm happy with, that has pushed me, that, that I've grown from and that I don't regret. So I've released audio 10 years ago and I still wouldn't change a thing on it and that is how I will you know, approach every project that I do, even, uh, even doing the videos with Warwick, I was very cautious that I'd played properly or presented properly or delivered properly. So, you know, as, as laid back as I am by nature, um, in the everyday world, I'm pretty relaxed most of the time. I do stress a little bit about my craft because it really matters. And, What's life without it? To me, I need it. I want it. I love it. That's why I'm here. That's why you're either watching or listening to me now, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was quite funny. I often do that, make myself laugh. Anyway, uh, I'll leave if you think it's funny up to you. So as I mentioned earlier, I've been through a lot of life-changing stuff. It's really shaped me. It's helped me be able to define who is genuine, who will help you, who will have your back, who wants to tear you down. And it's helped me navigate who to and to not work with. That's really important. I have released videos on this on my YouTube channel of, uh, of explaining these things to, to be really wary because when you're releasing art, if you care about it, it's really important to be in the right space, to work with the right people and to be right in yourself. If you are doing this type of work to fill a void or for some reason that is not true to yourself and genuine, it's a matter of time. It'll burn out. It'll, um, it'll uh, fall to shit. So, that's me. That's who I am, where I stand, where I'm at. A little bit about me. As I mentioned, there are a shitload of things to still discuss. And um, I'm really stoked to be sharing all this with you guys. Sitting here doing this is, I'm a little bit uh, giggly, I guess. <laughs> it's a Sunday night. I've got to work my day job tomorrow. Um, Sundays are the relaxed day. And uh, I really created a nice space in my uh, studio up here in the Dandy Ranges. So videos will expose you. They will strip you raw. And uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because if you are genuine, it will shine through and you will put your stuff out without cringing. Now, it's extremely important for me to let you guys know that this is done with intent. 
the purpose of this podcast is to give me an extra platform, one, to share a lot of my passion and thoughts so they don't all get written down on copious different notepads all over the house and car, (laughs) but it is to be the transparent conduit, a teacher, a, a deliverer, however you want to view it, however you perceive it, to share the things I've gone through, my passion for video, my passion for audio, my passion for gigs, my passion for psychology and mental health, my passion for boxing and physical health, my love for my animals, which are, you know, they're just fascinating creatures. I'm so thankful that my mother exposed me to how wonderful, loving animals is because it's fucking incredible. The reward from them is is awesome. So I spend a lot of my time with people too, but I really do love time also with just animals and I'm lucky to have Australian native animals, which is cool. <laughs> so it, it, it's important, as I mentioned, for me to let you guys know that that is the intent and purpose of this podcast. It does touch on musicianship, of course, half of it will be, but it's also about life. And for those of you that know me, I'm sure you'll find this interesting. And for those that don't, I hope you find this interesting. I hope it makes you want to listen more. I hope it makes you want to watch my videos, uh, my short story, Life in the Australian Bush was my first short film that I made. I'm really bloody stoked at that. And, uh, you know, let's bloody go through this journey together and um, let's help me do more of this because this started by ideas in my head, hard work, blood, sweat, tears, broken bones, deaths, breakups, heartache, joy, you name it. And um, I've just pushed and pushed and pushed to create something that I am so fucking proud of. I have no regrets with the content that I put out, with the videos that I put out. And I will over the series of this podcast, discuss um, my processes with video, with audio, with songwriting, with my band Mammal and uh, gigs with Mammal, tours with Mammal and basically everything that I ran through and still go through today in order to keep this thing evolving into a never-ending liquid moldy fucking sphere whatever I'm just picturing a lava lamp there (laughs) or the internals of a lava lamp that's the best way I know how to explain it so thanks heaps for sticking around I can't wait to share my stories with you the next one being uh, a big accident that I had in South America on my motorbike and before that, doing ayahuasca with shamans deep in the Amazon, bordering Peru, Colombia and Brazil, because that's a very important part 
of how all this came about. And ayahuasca is a very real thing. It's fascinating. And I knew that I shouldn't have ridden my motorbike the night that I crashed. I knew I shouldn't have. I didn't listen to myself. Every cell in my body knew that I shouldn't have ridden. I'm an idiot. I rode. I crashed. I changed my life. And uh, the, uh, the, the reason I'm mentioning that is because it's so critical to let you know that this is a journey of trusting yourself, learning yourself, knowing yourself and sticking true to what you believe is right. And in a sense, you can't fail doing that. My goal was to push myself for myself to the best version of me that I can. We are getting there. I'd like to think there's some progression. <laughs> so thanks again. Subscribe, share, like, comment, send it to your friends, crack open a beer, listen to it again. I couldn't come from a better place now. This is the true, genuine me, the Cade from CadeTurner.com. Thanks heaps, you pack of fucking legends. That's a brief story on me, how it started and what you're going to be getting. And let's uh, get pumped for the next one. Keep working hard as a motherfucker and I will catch us on the next fucking episode of the Basin Podcast. Cheers.